Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Hi there, welcome to the Purpose of Motherhood podcast. I'm Ashley Caston. I'm a blogger over at thepurposeofmotherhood.com where you can find more water and water for your weary soul and encouragement for moms in the thick of it. I'm also the author of Lessons I Found in the Laundry Basket, and I'm currently actually writing my second book, and that's a book on um, just written specifically for mothers on how to pray for your kids. So I'm really excited about that, and more details will come in the future as I get closer to launch time. Uh, this is a place for weekly, just uh, biblical encouragement. So if you like it, stick around. You can hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Okay, so today we are going to talk about overcoming fear and anxiety in both you and your kids. So fear and anxiety is a very popular topic, especially among moms. A lot of us deal with fear um, pretty heavily sometimes after having children, Um and, and our kids, a lot of times, will deal, deal with that. But yet, it's one of those topics that's talked about numerous times in the Bible. And every time it's mentioned, um, the Lord tells us not to fear. So we know we are not supposed to walk in it. But sometimes um, we need that biblical instruction of how to get out of it. How do we get out of fear and anxiety? So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'd like to start us off with a verse this is a great, great verse for fear and anxiety, and it's uh, found in Philippians 4. It's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's just a beautiful picture of what the Lord desires for us, the peace he desires to give us, that peace that transcends all understanding. I always pray for that, for a peace that, um, you know, whenever there's a, a situation of fear, I always pray for that, um, that just the peace that doesn't make sense, you know, where it comes out of nowhere. Like I shouldn't have peace in this situation, but I do, and I don't know why. And that's what God's talking about here. His peace transcends all understanding. We can have peace in the midst of turmoil in the midst of, um, you know, anxiety issues, whatever it is, we can have his peace. So I wanted to share a story. I, um, I guess fear to me is a, a relevant topic because it was something that I battled with for quite a few years. And I mean, really many years, if I'm being honest. And it wasn't until I was in my thirties that I really was able to overcome it. And so for me, I mean, all of us have our different uh, walks of life and things that we deal with and fear is going to look a little bit different or attack us in different ways, I guess is the way to say it. So for me, I was very fearful of 
speaking in front of people, what people thought of me, um, rejection, that was a common thing growing up. And I didn't realize until I was well into my 30s that a lot of that had stemmed from my school age years. So like in middle school, I remember specifically one time standing in front of the classroom and I was about to give a speech and I was standing there holding my note cards in my hand and my hands are shaking and I can feel the whole room looking at me. And if if you have ever stood up in front of a group of people and have not been confident in what you're saying, you know that feeling that I'm talking about where it's like your whole body is hot. And I remember standing there and I could like feel my whole body, you know, my face, everything turn red. And as I'm reading, there's a boy in the front row and he's sitting there saying, Ashley, Ashley, and, you know, teasing me. And so I'm hearing this and I'm flustered and I was a very just introverted, quiet girl. And so I, um, I froze and I completely forgot what I was saying. I had note cards in front of me, but it was like nothing on the note cards made any sense. (laughs) It was like, it was in a different language. And so I just sat there and was like, uh, (laughs) I had no words coming out of my mouth. And I remember the teacher from the back of the room just said, it's okay, just take a deep breath. I'm sure my voice was shaking uncontrollably. He said, just take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. And that just made it worse because then I felt like, oh, no. Like, everyone is noticing how nervous I am. And it's just the whole thing went downhill. But what happened is I went back to my seat. And it's like, you know, I, I stood up there a girl who was not confident in my Steve speech, you know, like having a little bit of issues, like fearful for sure. But when I sat down, I sat down totally defeated and convinced that I would never be a public speaker, that I was never meant to, um, you know, have any sort of confidence in speaking. And I let fear all of a sudden take the driver's seat of my life. And from that point on, I had this crazy fear of speaking in front of people because I had told myself from that point or I had to let the I had actually allowed the enemy to tell me that this isn't for you no one's going to listen to you um, you'll just forget things if you do get up there this is you know like you just sit down and be quiet basically and so here I am in my 30s and I actually because fear was so prominent in my life and it it um reared its ugly head in many different ways. I was also very fearful of my kids getting sick after having kids. Um, my, my first daughter, you should just get colds and flus and that kind of stuff. She got it pretty consistently and it just made me this germaphobe. And I just thought it was normal because here's the thing in our society, we talk about fear like it's normal. I mean, how many times have we had conversations with people and with say, you know, what's your biggest fear? What are you afraid of? We say it's like, like it's normal. Like everyone should have something that they're afraid of. But then you look at God's word and he tells us not to be afraid of anything, of anything. I don't care if it's spiders. I don't care if it's heights. I don't care if it's speaking in front of people. He tells us not to be afraid of anything, to fear not for I am with you, right? So we live in this society that tells us it's normal and that we should have at least one thing that we're afraid of and we should publicly admit that. But then we go into the word and we're told you should not be afraid of anything. So we have these two um, uh, contradicting thoughts that we're living in. And and so it's hard. It's hard for us to fully go over to one side. We're kind of going, well, yeah, I know you're saying not to fear, but also there's just, we're just afraid of things in life. That's how we live. And so for me, 
um, you know, being a germaphobe, I just thought that was normal, you know, just, hey, everyone has their thing, that's my thing, you know, I don't like germs, and so I went through, what ended up happening is that I went through a prayer session at our church, and um, I really just got to the root of a lot of these issues that I didn't realize came from um, situational things, so I had hung on to it, like, for example, that fear of of speaking in front of people, I had hung on to that for years and I allowed the enemy to have a stronghold in my life because I, I partnered with fear in that place, in that classroom. And I, I let him, you know, I let the enemy win and I, I, I never healed that place in my heart. I never, um, allowed Jesus to come into that place and show me where he was at to show me that I wasn't alone and to heal that situation and to forgive the boy for, making fun of me and to realize, Hey, that wasn't that bad of a situation. And to be able to laugh at it, you know, I never did that. And so for years I hung on to that. So once I went through this prayer session, all of a sudden I was free of all of this stuff. I wasn't a germaphobe anymore. That was another thing that I tackled. I wasn't afraid to speak in front of people anymore. In fact, now, if you look at what I love to do most, one of the things I love to do most is to go speak at mom's groups, to go stand up in front of of moms and to tell them that, Hey, you know, there is hope and there is purpose for you and you are a great mom and God has a plan for you and you don't have to live like this anymore. I would never be able to do that. And God would never, um, be able to, I wouldn't be able to move in his full purpose for me if I had stayed in that fear and the enemy knew that. And so that's the same thing with you and your purpose as a mom or in your kids' purpose in their lives. If the enemy can keep you in fear, then he knows he can keep you from your full kingdom purpose. And so it's not even just about, you know, not not walking around with, you know, being afraid of the boogeyman or whatever it is that your kids are dealing with or you. It's about reaching your kingdom purpose and um, defeating the enemy and breaking his hold off your life. So the first thing that you can do to um, really end this battle with fear and anxiety is to do what I did, and that's identifying the roots and the strongholds. This can only happen through prayer, through sitting there with the Lord and saying, God, would you show me? I have this, you know, I have this anxiety that I deal with during the day. Maybe it's a fear of um, bad things happening to your family or, you know, maybe during uh, this past year, you've, you've had a lot of that surface. So take that time to sit down with the Lord and say, God, show me those places in my heart. You tell me not to fear. This is what your word says. Remember that you can take his promises to him. The word tells us that we can remind him to remind him of his promises. So we can bring the word to him and say, God, your word says that I don't have to live. You've not given me a spirit of fear. So show me where the spirit of fear is coming from. If it's not from you, then it's from the enemy, right? And why? Where is the uh, stronghold to where this, to where now I'm stuck under the spirit of fear? Show me that so I can be released from it. And when he shows you that, what you, what you then do is invite him in there, and you say, "Okay, God, you showed me that it came from maybe you were abandoned as a child, maybe you had abuse as a child, maybe, um, you know, maybe it was something that happened in college. Who knows? God knows." But when he shows you that, say, okay, now God, you come in that situation. You show me where you were. Or if it's your children, you can do the same thing with them. You can sit down with them and say, let's pray about, you know, you know, you said your, your 
Uh, you feel afraid at night when you go to bed. Well, why is that? Has anything ever happened? And if they say no, just say, well, let's ask Jesus where he is in the room when the lights go out at night and have them just close their little eyes and just say, just see, ask him where he's at. Do you see him? Where is he at? Is he right, right by your bed? Is he over by the closet door? Where is he? Give them that opportunity to let Jesus come into their memories and into their mind so that they get that picture that he is always, always there with him. We did this with, or I did this with my um, third child. So she is three years old. And the other day we were at a farm and they had a uh, corn maze there. And so all the kids were in the corn maze and they were running around. There was really nobody there. And it was a kid corn maze. It wasn't huge. So we were the only ones in it. And so um, the bigger girls had run ahead and she was tagging along behind them. And I said, make sure you don't leave, you know, don't, don't leave her out. Make sure you stay with her. And I was walking behind, but they were a bit ahead of us. And so we're going through the maze and all of a sudden I hear crying and I come around the corner and there she is. Lo and behold, she got left behind and um, the big girls had run off in front of her and so she was crying saying mommy mommy and so I grabbed her little hands and I picked her up and I said mommy is right here I'm right here it's okay I was I was right behind you did you think you were lost and she said yes and I said I was not going to leave you you're okay mommy was right behind you you know and calmed her down and then after she calmed down I said hey hey Adelie when you were in that corn maze and you were really scared were you were you alone and she said yes I said but were you really alone she said, yes. <laughs> and I said, no, you weren't alone. Said, Who was with you? And she thought for a second and she said, you? I said, no, mommy was behind you. I mean, I wasn't far behind, but I was behind you. But who was right next to you? Who's always with you? And then she got it. She said, God. I said, that's right. I said, Jesus was right next to you. So um, I said, ask God to show you where he was in that corn maze. Ask him to show you. So we just had this sweet moment where she realized that Jesus was with her when she, and it wasn't a scary thing because she wasn't alone. And she actually talked about it later that night at dinner. She talked about getting lost in the corn maze and Jesus being there with her. And so um, it was just so sweet. But, you know, we need that too as adults. We need to see where he is in those situations where we feel alone. The second thing that is crucial to getting rid of anxiety and fear is renewing your mind in the word. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Here's the truth, friend, is that we cannot expect to be able to ward off false um, or negative or fearful thoughts if we don't have any truthful fruitful and peaceful thoughts to replace them with so if you're trying to ward off these fears these fearful thoughts these attacks of your in your mind if you don't have truth to replace them with then it's like standing on a battlefield without a weapon if you are not constantly going back to the word and renewing your mind in the word and replacing all of those lies with truth and diving into the things that are true and noble and right and pure and lovely then when these thoughts come you're going to have no weapon against them so make it a daily habit and when your kids come to you and say that they're fear fearful bring them to the word too and say well what does god's word say you know if you feel like um you know 
like like the world is about to end. Let's say, I mean, I feel like nowadays we all kind of feel that way, don't we? But if you feel like maybe that um, something bad's going to happen to your family and, um, you know, whatever it is, go to the verses. Like go to Psalms 91, which is a great promise for protection over your family. And, um, and declare it. Speak it out loud. Declare it. When you feel fear, fearful, get loud. Get louder than the fear and declare his word and say, Yes, this may be what the world says, but this is what my God says, and this is bigger than what the world says. One thing that we love to do in our house is we talk about Mr. Faith and Mr. Fear. I posted about this on Facebook a couple weeks ago, uh, but we teach our kids that there are uh, two options. You can go with Mr. Faith or you can go with Mr. Fear, and the reason we put a name to it is because sometimes those abstract concepts of faith and fear are hard for them to grasp. But when you put a name and almost a face to it, it kind of makes it um, a little more realistic to them and kind of silly and fun too. Like we talk about kick and Mr. Um, Fear out the door, you know, kicking them in the bottom or whatever, you know, the kids get silly with it. But it gives them a picture of it and it gives them a confidence in being able to tell fear to go and tell faith to stay. And um, I I just love this concept. I got it from a friend of mine several, actually it was before my oldest was born. I heard her talking about this and I was like, oh, I love this. I have to teach my kids this concept because it's so, so great. So that's exactly what we do. If we are ever someplace where there's something scary or, you know, demonic, whatever it is, like especially now, like right now we're approaching the Halloween time. And so if you know, we're on a walk and we pass a house with something nasty, you know, up on their door, like a, like, or, you know, blood on the windows, whatever. I mean, there's just some weird stuff that people put up for Halloween. And my kids, the younger ones are kind of sensitive to that. And so I've taught them that, Hey, you're in control of this. You don't, you don't have to let that stay in your heart and in your eyes. You don't have to be affected by that. So I teach them to say, you just say fear, you go faith, you stay. And we've made it kind of a game. And, you know, if they're ever scared at night or, you know, whatever it is, I tell them, okay, well, you know what to do. And they'll say it loud. They think it's fun to do that, to say, fear, you go. Faith, you stay. And it gives them that power to, to uh, stand in God's authority and command fear to go. Fear, go in the name of Jesus. And we need to do that too as adults, don't we? It doesn't change. There are days where I have to tell myself that, where I have to stand and put on my big girl panties and tell Fear to go until faith to stay. And you might need to literally say it, um, you know, out loud and just say, fear, you go in the name of Jesus. Faith, you stay. Because the more you say it, it's going to get into your heart. It's going to get into your mind. And you're actually, um, you know, fighting that spiritual battle, that spiritual warfare right there. Okay. And then the last thing that is just amazingly powerful to get rid of fear and anxiety is to get into a place of praise and worship because praise and worship, especially praise, breaks off chains. In Acts 16, um, this is the story about Paul and Silas when they were in prison. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. All right. Some of you have some chains that need to go that you've been walking around with for far too long. Turn on some praise music today. Turn it up, blast it in your house, and have 
dance party with your kids. Teach your kids to praise when they are overridden with um, or burdened down with those chains with um, worries and fears. Teach them to praise it off, to praise dance and start thanking God for the victory. Start thanking God that they don't live under fear. Start thanking God that they can tell fear to go and tell faith to stay. Be like Paul and Silas and don't allow the chains to keep you down because as soon as you start to praise, those chains are going to break. One last thing as we close, a really good verse to have your kids memorize is Psalms 56.3. And that says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. It's really short and sweet and easy for them to remember. And I actually have a free downloadable um, printable for you to print off so you can put it on your fridge and remind yourself of that verse daily and have your kids memorize it along with you. You can find that at thepurposeofmotherhood.com. Well, let's pray now as we close. Lord, I just come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, that you are God above any fear, any anxiety. Thank you that we do not have to live under it. I just pray for every mom listening to this right now who is under that burden currently. God, we just pray for victory for her. We pray for freedom from that fear. I pray that you would show her the roots of it, any strongholds, and that you would give her the keys to freedom, God, that she would stand strong, that she would tell fear to go and tell faith to stay. God, I pray that you would just replace that fear with peace, that you would point her towards your word, point her towards your truth, God, and that you pull her close into your presence so that she experiences that um, peace that, that doesn't even make sense, that peace beyond understanding. Lord, I pray you would give her the strength for the days ahead and that she would lead her children in that freedom and that victory over fear and anxiety. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.